face, I do this eye black and I forgot it. I was so cooked. He's back, baby. Everson Griffin. One year deal. Daddy. <laughs> Sack Daddy. 100% real. He's back in the building. We're back in the building. I honestly, to be honest, I didn't know how excited I was going to be. I figured he would come back, but I didn't know. I don't know. I kind of played it off. I was like, oh, yeah, cool, fine, whatever. Um, but he brings a ton of energy, and it seems like um, I saw some behind the scenes of like videos that the Vikings post, and like him and Hunter looked so excited to see each other. Um, I think he'll be really good for the development of the future defensive end, DJ Wanham. Um, yeah. I think it's, I think it's great. It's great. He wants to be here. Um, he never sold his house in Minnesota. Um, so now I guess I would just like to see his apology. Actually, I want to hear his apology to Kirk. I'd like to hear what he actually says. Hey, sorry. You're not ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how do you, how do you come, how do you come back from saying this person's ass? <laughs> <laughs> and that and that uh, Mike Zimmer didn't even want to sign Kirk. <laughs> He's on that burger sugar, though, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's all I need from Ev. Just some ten, some some ten, <laughs> some tenacity on third down. That's what the, that's what he's gonna be for the Vikings, right? Gonna be a third yeah. down, come in, obvious passing down situation. Maybe he'll quote start, but he's gonna be a, a pass rush specialist they said he's gonna be quote-unquote situational so essentially we're gonna throw him in on third down so that he jumps off sides and we give him the first down and then they'll yank him off the field and until the next third down (laughs) do it all over again oh shoot uh but we're back um it is wednesday podcast day two weeks in a row hey hot i'm feeling start <laughs> we are off to a very hot start. We, uh, yeah, we're here. We're going to talk about this is a prediction episode. So we're going to talk all things future fail. Who's going to win this year? Who's going to tank potentially? Who's going to end up with the elusive 200 pick or the 115? however you want to value it. We'll talk all sorts of stuff, but we're going to jump into some league news really quick. Um, we'll start off, unless, Brent, you have anything else to add before we hop into news? No, that's it. Cool. Uh, let's hop in really quick. We want to spend a lot of time talking predictions on this episode. We've had a couple of people do some pretty deep dives onto even weekly matchups um, for the season. So, uh, like I said, we'll be quick here with news. Marvin Jones has an AC sprain, but is still expected to go week one. Um, and the reason that's news is because Trevor Lawrence is was named the starter for week one for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, Lawrence is going to be under center. He'll have three wide receivers uh, that uh, I'd say are pretty pretty good, uh, pretty good options as a rookie. He's got Marvin Jones, the veteran. He's got DJ Chark, and he has uh, rookie sensation last year sleeper pick for this year Levitska Schnault so if I'm Lawrence I uh you lose ETN which is not ideal but James Robinson showed he could be a more than more than helpful running back last year uh but Marvin Jones is out with an AC sprain at least right now still expected to go week one Teddy two gloves 
We love to hear this. Starting for the Broncos. Drew Locke will be the backup. So Sam's team doesn't have a third quarterback, I don't think, now with Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke is his only quarterback outside of Rodgers and Stafford. Uh, At least for the time being, I imagine Locke starts a handful of games this year. I don't know if Teddy's going to be a 17-game starter this year. Hard to imagine, but maybe. Uh, But for right now, he's a starter. So I think that means, what is it, Wisco Dan has a... Wisco Dan has a starting QB on the trade block. Let's go. I, I bet Teddy's off the trade block as soon as he hears that Teddy's a starter. That's just a bad. Tank. Uh, what else is there for news? Like, like we said, Jaguars officially announced that Trevor Lawrence will start week one versus Houston. We all knew this as soon as Jacksonville got the first overall pick. We knew that he was going to start week one. It's just a matter of it coming to uh, coming to a formality. Um, so Ben's got two starters in Tua and Lawrence. We'll see if he uh, we'll see if he tries to um, tries to compete this year with two starters. Yeah, and it looks like uh, Jameis is going to be the starter too. They haven't officially named it, but uh, he is the leader in the clubhouse currently. And Sean Payton said that he would name his starting quarterback for the year before their last preseason game. It's going to be Jameis. LASIK Jameis, man. Hey, maybe he can improve (laughs) on his 30-30 year. He'll have a 40-30 year. Ten more touchdowns. LASIK Jameis, man. I remember when that fir- when that tweet first came out, I was like, no way. Like, the reason you were bad was because you couldn't see. <laughs> Bro, how insane of get a my- headline that is. <laughs> Jameis Winston gets Jameis Winston gets LASIK, wins comeback player of the year. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, he's, looked, el- he's looked good uh, he to has. start the year. Your guy, Ca- your guy Callaway, man. They've got a connection. Hype, 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 hype. He's looked good. He's got some hands. I, that one touchdown I shared, he caught double covered and just came down with it. Yeah. I'm like, looked, Michael looked Thomas great. who? Michael Thomas Jared who? Cook who? <laughs> yeah, Jared Cook who? Alvin oh. Kamara is still there, but but yeah, not looking too bad. Noah Fant is dealing with a, quote, leg issue. I mean, it's not like it's going to matter because all Teddy, the only position group Teddy's going to throw to is the running backs anyway. So there's really no point in uh, knowing Fan even being on the field. So check down Teddy. Check down Teddy two gloves. Um, what else was there? Oh, Patriots Travis trade. He, Patriots traded. They traded Sony Michelle to the Rams for two late round draft picks. So don't think the Doesn't Patriots Sony really Mich- needed him. Anyways. Doesn't Sony have bad knees? Um, no, that was girly. No, but Sony Michelle has dealt with his own knee issues, I'm pretty sure. That could easy be. But I mean Henderson has also been injured too, so I think True. I mean Rams, I think, are gonna be a hot mess at running back. Oh yeah. All year. All year. Yeah, it'll be part. Sony Michelle, part Daryl Henderson, part Jake Xavier. Funk and Xavier Jones and yeah. Robert Woods take some carries 
every, like nearly every game. So it it'll be weird. I don't want to touch any Rams backfield members. Uh, I was going to take Xavier Jones at one five in the free agent draft just because there's n- really nobody else that I was really interested in. Uh, but Jeremy sniped him at one Oh three instead, but I don't think Xavier Jones is going to get noticeable or meaningful time on the field. this Unless year. there's more injuries. Yeah. But, uh, more running back news, Travis ETN out for Oof. the year with, uh, well, at least until Lins- seven. It, yeah. Cause he was what put on the IR. Yeah. And if it's before the season starts, they can technically come back week seven or something like that. Okay. They're expecting him to be out for the season. Um, and here is a list uh, of players that have had Linsfrack injuries. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but here's just a, a list of people who had it and kind of the outcome or the post-injury production that they had. Cedric Benson didn't play again. Amir Abdullah has been a career backup since the since that injury. Santonio Holmes uh, had it and then had a sharp decline year after year after the injury and was out of the league within two years. Ronnie Brown had a sharp decline and was a career backup after that. Darren McFadden had a brief rebound in Dallas, but that was about it. Um, Maurice Jones-Drew had it, uh, but then played one more season, um, but that was it. Marquise Brown for the for the. Baltimore Ravens had it and hasn't really lived up for it, lived up to expectations. Not as Oklahoma hype. No. Uh, And then Cam Newton had it as well. And he had a sharp decline last year. Um, That's not looking great for Travis Etienne. Granted, I don't know as a rookie. I don't know if any of them were rookies or nearly as talented as Etienne. At least the running backs mentioned. Other than McFadden. I'd even take Etienne over McFadden when McFadden was like really hyped up. I, but again, it's hard to, it's hard to say now with ETN's injury. So he's not playing for Dan. That's Dan's first round pick. That's tough. That sucks. Honestly, that's a tough draw. It does. Especially for a team. Like if, if, especially if he doesn't come back from it, you know, because obviously, yeah, you take him in the first round, you tanked this year. Well, we think that he's going to tank this year. And then to come back and be like, oh, shit, well, now I lost another high-profile player without getting anything, yeah. anything in return. Right. So he, he has a little bit of roster redemption, knowing that Sony Michelle is going to be at least sharing carries in Los Angeles, which I don't think he was going to be doing in, in New England. But to lose ETN, your highest-ceiling player on your roster, like, that's, that's his highest-ceiling player on his entire roster was... Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. And now or he's Dal- not only Dal- out for the- Dallas Goddard. Potentially. Yeah. But I mean, potentially. Yeah. But um, what else is there for news? I think that's really it for like anything major. We did have like a small trade, but that wasn't really anything. Just okay. a Sammy Watkins for Zach Ertz swap. A bet. A bench for bench player. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully a starter. Hopefully a starter. But yeah, so Some... nothing really, nothing really too major. Uh, I think we could probably hop into, kind of start breaking down some predictions. Sweet. Let's uh, let's get after it. Um, so kind of what we're gonna be doing is looking at okay, who do we who do we like to win the league? Who do we like to 
who do we like to um, finish in last place? Toilet Bowl. And then Canute actually put together a pretty fun, pretty extensive prediction spreadsheet that we'll go over. So, Brent, how do you want to how do you want to do this? Yeah, I think, you know, if we kind of want to go through some of this um, stuff, you know, we have kind of broken down here some names Then we can kind of like go through, you know, some of the weeks if we wanted to as well. I know Canute said he'd like to hop on and kind of talk about his predictions as well. So we can go over them and then have him on, you know, maybe next week or the following. Um, But yeah, so why don't we start off with just given who our league winners are. Um, And so I first believe that Jeremy is going to win. I think he's going to be number one to end the regular season. And I think it's going to carry into the playoffs and he's going to win. Um, I think he has the best team. Obviously he was team potential kind of in my eyes last year. He yep. came in, he made the right move. I mean, he did the right thing for a dynasty, for a dynasty league. He drafted a lot of younger guys with a few guys that could potentially break out. Like Josh Allen wasn't really like a huge name drafted him with a, he could easily break out broke out nick chubb could easily break out broke out um and then he had obviously like justin jefferson he drafted cd lamb and traded him um and then yeah he's got some other guys that didn't play much last year as rookies but are now going to get their shot like michael Pittman. he also has dj shark i mean he a lot of these guys <laughs> It's are, crazy. It's are unbelievable. Top wide receivers on their teams, at least, you it's, know. It's crazy. Uh, so it's it's insane. He's got he's got a great lineup, um, and I kind of compare it to what what Mark did last year. I looked. Mark went eleven and two last year, um, according to what I had predicted. <laughs> I, it sounds absolutely insane, and we can go over a couple of the a couple of the weeks that he could potentially lose. But I have the potential of Jeremy winning thirteen games. All you mean all thirteen? All thirteen games, and then continuing it and winning the championship. So going undefeated. Yes, running the table. Being the being the Miami Dolphins of fail. Yes. Except actually winning the Super Bowl. The the Dolphins won the Super Bowl. That year when they went undefeated, they're the last undefeated team because that's why the Patriots in 07. Oh, that's right. When they, when they lost the Super Bowl, yeah. they like the Dolphins like had a party or whatever the members of that team. Yeah. So yeah, he would be the Miami Dolphins winning it all. Um, and like I said, we can go through. There's a few few teams that I think have the potential to beat him, but the way that his his matchups line up, he plays a lot of really good teams when they have major buys. So we can, yeah. get, we can get into that, but uh, Pete, what do you think? It seems it seems so impossible for a team to actually go. What would it be, sixteen and zero, including yeah. the playoffs? They're, yes. Like, but there is absolutely an argument to be made for Jeremy winning the championship. However, I'm gonna go with a player who, when you're comparing rosters has more game winning player or like like matchup winning players on their roster than Jeremy's and I'm going to go with Eli. I think Eli pulls it out this year. And the reason I say this is because you have 
Alvin Kamara, who, what, scored six touchdowns on Christmas? Like, six touchdowns. That's insane. Yes, I think that I think Kamara is due for a little bit of regression. However, he still has the ability to go out and win you a week, as does Stephon Diggs, was the NFL leader in receptions and receiving yards last year. Stephon Diggs can absolutely win you a week here and there throughout the season, and especially in the playoffs. The Bills are going to be playing for something. They're going to be playing for the first overall seed in the AFC, most likely. So they're not going to ride the pine and settle for an AFC an AFC East championship, like division title. They're going to be playing for the number one seed in the AFC. So Diggs is going to be playing. I think Diggs can absolutely win you a week. And I think with the departure of Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley can go out and win you a couple a couple games here and there. And so I think while Jeremy's roster is much more balanced, especially at the quarterback position, I love Jeremy's quarterbacks. I don't love Daniel Jones, Ben Roethlisberger, and Jared Goff. However, I think if you can if you can have average quarterback play and have a Kamara go out and score two or three touchdowns, if you can have Stephon Diggs put up a buck eighty and a touchdown and Ridley put up numbers like that, I think I'd take the shot at hitting home runs. Like that's how you win is you got to hit home runs. Um, and we saw well, yeah. Mark do it last year. He hit a home run with James Robinson off waivers. Derrick Henry had a 2000 yard season. Tom Brady had one of the best seasons of his entire career. Mark hit home runs last year. Didn't have the most complete roster, but he hit home runs. And I think Eli's chance at hitting home runs is better than Jeremy's. Well, yeah, and I take you, Eli to win it this year. Yeah, you look at how Chris ended the league. He had the three-headed running back monster. Yeah, it was crazy. What did he had Zeke, Kamara, and who? Gurley. Gurley. Prime. I mean, they're all prime. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, oh, Gur- well, he won it without Gurley pretty much that last year. Yeah, Gurley had a handful of touchdowns that year, but wasn't what he was the year that Chris won the his, yardage, like, yeah. the first time. No. So yeah, you kind of look at that, and that's more of what Eli is, you know. Whereas, Absolutely. whereas you know, Jeremy has spread out more. I mean, he's. Yep. I mean, his players can still hit the home runs. Like, don't get me wrong, Josh Allen is a freaking stud, and he's yeah. going to be the one throwing the ball to Diggs. So, so if there's a like pl- when if they, there's a playoff matchup, yeah, <laughs> that could be fun. I mean, but then he's got he's got Jefferson, who's the wide receiver one now, who wasn't last year, and look what he did. I mean. Okay, let's not kid ourselves. He became yes, wide he receiver. Was. Yeah, <laughs> he became wide receiver one week four. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he's got other guys too that can that can really produce. And yeah, I don't know. I just think but it's like, hard to beat a team that every single player could put up over fifteen points. But okay, you run the risk of let's take let's look at Jeremy like in comparison to Eli's roster, especially at quarterback. Yeah, you have Jameis Winston sitting on your bench who's most likely going to be the starter for the Saints this year. But Jeremy's, Jameis Winston is absolutely capable of throwing three interceptions, zero touchdowns, and losing you a game in the playoffs. Absolutely. Yeah, if, if you don't have Matt Ryan. And who knows if Matt Ryan's going to be much. I mean, yes, he's. there's no reason to believe that he won't, but he's getting up there in age. There's been talk of, like, they almost drafted a quarterback at four, but but chose Kyle Pitts instead. So they're trying to run it back with Matty Ice, but at 36 years old, can he do it? Yeah. Who knows? It's hard to, it's hard to say. Um, but I like I like Eli just based... Or, I mean, like, okay, Jeremy's roster. 
Is Nick Chubb a home run hitter compared to Kamara? No. Yeah, Kamara. I mean, the nice thing about Kamara is he's going to catch passes, whereas right. Nick Chubb isn't really a patch catcher. Patch catcher. Catch passer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fast catcher. Did you um, say that on accident or yeah, on purpose? I think I just had a stroke. Anyways, <laughs> Kamara is the pass catcher on the team. Yes. So, uh, yeah, he that's where he kind of loses on Nick Chubb. But, you know, he's got Eckler who is going to teeter he... on low-end running back two, I believe. Yeah. Is, is, he, is Eckler a home run hitter? Is no. Deontay Johnson or Chase Claypool, are they home run hitters compared to Diggs and Ridley? No. Neither is Jerry Judy. Right. So while while Jeremy, I think the reason why everyone is so scared of Jeremy's team is because he also has four first round picks, three of them this year and one in 2024. So not only is Jeremy primed to win now based off of your projection of him winning and my projection of him getting second place, like I think they meet in the championship game. Yeah. I mean, I think my so biggest, it, the, the biggest thing that, and we've talked about this off podcast, is if Jeremy does win this year, can he use those three firsts to go out and add another stud? <laughs> like, hey... <laughs> Here's three yeah. firsts for whoever. Like that's going to be hard for someone to turn down. Or I'll give you I'll give you Austin Eckler and two firsts for Christian McCaffrey. I'd probably have to be Eckler and three firsts. All three. But even still, even still, imagine Dude. giving Okay, or or would you not say I'll give you three firsts, Austin Eckler and Michael Pittman. I mean, he can do right. that. Because and it's look insane. At who, yeah, because look at who he has on his bench. He has uh, Latavius Murray. He has um, Will, Fuller, Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel, DJ Shark, Christian, Christian Austin Kirk, Hooper Michael and Janu Smith. Michael, it's it. That bench is nuts. But again, it's okay. He, I think Jeremy ran into this last year in the playoffs where he had so much talent on his bench, he was potentially overthinking matchups rather than just playing his studs and letting mm-hmm. them go out and win him a game. That's why he got bounced. Was it he got bounced by Eli last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. When when he was the when he was the favorite of that matchup, made it made a couple wrong made a made a few wrong roster moves and was out. And that's how close these playoff matchups this year are going to be because we're going to have so many teams vying for those top six spots. It's all going to be competitive. There's not going to be a single easy matchup in the entirety of the playoffs this year. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, I'm saying this, this is probably frowned upon, but if anyone wants to join me in a trade embargo with Jeremy right now, (laughs) I'm probably not trading with Sir Jeremy just because I don't want to give him an even better shot at winning back-to-back years. And we know, so, we know Jeremy listens, so we know he's going to be, he's going to love hearing that. Yeah. Jeremy, that's like the best compliment you could ever receive is no trades. Honestly, Chris that's the, be- that's felt the best it. compliment. Oh, Chris absolutely. Felt it his last year. Most definitely. Um, but yeah. So yeah, uh, I have Jeremy. 
Pete has Chris winning it all. Like he's, Eli. like I said, well, or Eli, sorry. I was thinking Chris in my head. Um, well, let's move on to who we think is going to take last place. Are we consensus on this? I think so. Well, Say, for me, for me, it's hard. I have who three, is it between? Who is it between? I have three teams finishing with the same record. Okay. I have Wisconsin, Dan, Texas, Dan, and Matt all finishing with similar records. And what are those records? I just want to hear it. One in twelve. Oh. <laughs> and when it actually and came, each of their wins is going to be against one of one of the other tanking teams. So that I was trying to because I did do a full season breakdown. And it was, I didn't go by like, oh, who did he win last week? So literally when I was totaling it up and I had Jeremy winning all 13 weeks, I was like, oh crap, who can I have Jeremy lose to? And I'm like, I went back and looked and I'm like, anyways, I had <laughs> Wisconsin Dan beat Texas Dan. Okay. And I had Texas Dan beating Matt. And then I had Matt beating Wisconsin Dan, literally. <laughs> so I was like, how do I do uh, who's going to get last? Because it's based on wins and losses who takes last place um points scored that's how that's how you it's do it's gonna be total points yeah so it was just it was just funny that i had wisconsin dan beat texas dan texas dan beat matt and matt beat wisconsin dan like yeah there was no tiebreaker in there for me um no. but i think it could be any one of those three yeah I, there's an argument for each of them i think the least likely to get last is matt just because he has Kelsey and Dalvin. If he plays them. True. If he plays them. And that we haven't gotten any indication outside of the Michael Thomas trade that Matt is tanking. We don't have any indication that he's going to do that. So we can't. I mean, I'm not going to speculate that that he's going to all of a sudden trade Kelsey, trade Dalvin, keep Fields on his taxi squad and absolutely mail it in. I mean, let's just take a look at what would Matt's what would Matt's incentive be? What picks does he have in the upcoming year um, that would make tanking this year worth it? Um, he has his own first, and he has Sam's first. Okay, so he's got two firsts this year, his own included. Texas Dan has his first, but no other first round picks. But he has four seconds this year. So Texas Dan has one first, which is his own, and four seconds next year. And then Wisconsin Dan has his first, Josh's first, and Mark's first. So Wisconsin Dan has the most firsts of those three teams going into next year. They all have their own firsts, so all of them are equally incentivized to tank for the first overall pick and the Wheel of Punishment. So... I'd say based off of simply roster construction, I would I would also take Wisconsin Dan to lose to lose uh, this year. Um, are they gonna lose? Are they gonna have far fewer points than Ben did when Ben had seventy eight points total last year? No, I don't think so. But you're not shooting to score. You're, I mean, there's no incentive to score less than seventy eight. You just wanna if you're tanking, you wanna lose your matchup. Doesn't even really matter by how much unless you have equal records at the end. So I think Wisconsin Dan with the loss of ETN and the lack of talent on his roster, he's gonna he'll he'll end up in last place. I think he I think he will. 
He traded Diggs in the offseason. I'm surprised he hasn't traded Goddard. Maybe he's trying to build around him. I'm not sure. Yeah, I like Wisconsin Dan just because I feel even like his overall roster is worse because even Texas Dan, like we talked about his in his team breakdown, his taxi squad's pretty nice. You know, he's got Zach Wilson, he's got Mac Jones, he's got uh, Bateman, and he's got Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Yeah. And he had another person too that I can't remember, but Trey McKitty, Trey McKitty. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not as high on him, but those four are really nice pieces going into next year, potentially. Absolutely. So he might not necessarily feel like, okay, I need to, t- because the punishment could almost scare you away. I don't necessarily <laughs> need one, one, you know what I mean? Right. Whereas, right. For Krause, it's more of like, I probably need to get 1-1 and it's worth the punishment <laughs> um, yeah. because he, he, he needs to make sure that he's got that that guy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, or looking the potential at... to trade for someone. Yes, looking at Texas Dan's roster, I mean, the taxi squad is riddled with starters that would start this year. Let like not to mention next year. So right. next year, I can't imagine. I can. I'm. I'm imagining Elijah Moore for sure starting for Texas Dan next year, as well as Rashad Bateman, as well as Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. He already has Carson Wentz. He has Kenny Galladay. He has Cooper Cup. That's not bad. Like that's a. That's how you want to do a soft rebuild. You keep mm-hmm. players on your roster who are either a young and you got them for cheap or are getting older but don't rely on sheer athleticism like Cooper Cup. Like, that that's how you do it. I mean, Cooper Cup, Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, Kenny Galladay, a couple running backs next year that you draft. Like, he doesn't have anyone outside of Raheem Mostert or Daryl Henderson, but you get a young, a young rookie running back in a spot where he's going to get three down, like, touches all three downs. Absolutely. Texas Dan could be in contention for a playoff run next year for one of the final playoff spots. And I don't think you can say that about Matt or Wisconsin Dan. Yeah. Did you say how many picks Matt has? Matt has two. He has his. And I think he, uh, Sam's. Or does he just him Sam's? Yes. Yep. Okay. So which, he's got, I mean, he's, he's got, got his, which, which will be a high pick or I should say a low pick, and then he's got Sam's, who's going to be, I think, a pretty high pick. And I am personally not that invested in next year's draft. Um, Neither am I. But, I mean, mean, obviously there's going to be guys in the first round who could be starters for a fantasy football team. Um, Yeah. But, you know, for for those guys, like, Matt needs more than two. picks next year absolutely yeah um because i mean even so even if he does get a quarterback that is still his only quarterback unless jordan love takes over aaron Rodgers asks out in green bay then i guess he does have two which he will which he likely will or he'll become the host of jeopardy (laughs) one of the two or both or (laughs) yeah so um I personally think that Matt needs to try and sell. I hope that he doesn't sell for three firsts to Jeremy for Dalvin. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I'm I'm saying I'm saying come join come join the trade embargo. I don't ask for anything. All I ask is for solidarity, friendship, and truth. That's all I want. Or you get ridiculed by Hakeem and you'll leave the league. Or I will make it so that you leave the league. Like Hakeem. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad trade, dude. Hakeem just wanted to get out of the league. Okay, if your team is bad enough where you're tempted to make a lopsided trade so the league is over... Just sell it and make money because someone will buy your team no matter how shitty it is. Someone will buy it. So at least get out your league investment and be out only 150. Like don't don't end the league for the rest of us. That's not that's not the point. Just sell it and be done with it. Yeah. Don't end the league. Please don't do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think obviously we both agree Wisconsin Dan going to take last place. Yep. Um, yep. So I agree. Most victory points. So we said who we thought would be the champion. I think that Jeremy's going to have the most victory points. Do you, I mean, do you think Jeremy's going to finish in the number one spot, but Eli wins the championship? Is that kind of how you're feeling too? Yep. That's what I'm doing. I'm going carbon copy of last year. It's going to be a one, two matchup. Um, one, two matchup in the finals, but I have the two seed, which is going to be Eli winning over Jeremy. Um, I do think Jeremy has the most victory points and I think he probably has it by more than more than three, which is, I think how much did Mark have the most victory points last year? I'm pretty sure he yes. did. Yes, he did. By how many? Like somewhere between like one and three. I think it'll be. So Mark had it by one. I think Jeremy has it by at least three this year. Um, Just I think when even if even if and even if Jeremy loses a game or two, I think he's still going to be top seven and scoring each week. So he's going to get at least one victory point every right. week. Right. So and then on top of he'll probably only lose one or two games at most, barring barring catastrophic injury. Right. 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 Yeah, like season, this is all season hasn't even started yet, but I mean, obviously, it's all but this speculation. Is, yeah, but um, I think but yeah. I think it goes, I think it goes Jeremy and Eli in the championship next year. Do we want to do? There was one thing I wanted to I wanted to see our thoughts on. Like I'm I'm based off of 2020 last year. Who do we think makes the biggest change in where they finish in the standings this year compared to last year? Yeah, I actually I went through and looked for mine. Uh, so I actually have Chris going eleven and two this year, um, and that is a lot of that was based on I believe that Trey Lance is going to take over and he is going to be really good. Um, so I have how Chris soon going, does Trey Lance take over? Um. That's always that's always I'll, tough. Because I'll pull up the 49ers season. It's it's all going to depend on the season, but I think he takes over pretty quickly. It looks like let's they see. play their bye week. They is go week six. I think he takes over before the bye week. Before the bye or at the bye week, kind of like okay. what the Dolphins did with Tua. Yep. Um, I think that they could do that, and I think that he's going to come out and win. I mean, he still has Kirk as his second quarterback, so as long as nothing happens to 
um, either Lamar or Kirk. I think he's going to win a lot of games before week six anyways. Um, How ironic is it that Lamar and Kirk both don't have the vaccine and both most likely won't get the vaccine? <laughs> uh, Chris should change his team to anti-vaxxers. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a crucial matchup going into the playoffs or in week one of the playoffs. And all of a sudden the Ravens can't reschedule a game. Kirk is still Kirk is in protocols from the previous week. And Chris has to start Trey Lance who may or may not be starting as his only quarterback. Yeah, that'd be tough. That's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. (laughs) It really is. So yeah, but I have him. He finished what? Second to last. Yeah. Second to last. So I have him actually plus 10 spots this year. I have him jumping wow. all the way up to, what would that be? Second or third? No, third? Second? He was tied with Eli at 11 and 2. It was Jeremy, Eli, and Chris. So second and third. So literally jumping at 12 spots almost. Yeah, that is, that's an impressive leap for Chris, who we've... But Chris, Chris tanked. Sh- we've without, sung. Without like selling his pieces though. Right, right. Kept A.J. Brown, kept Terry McLaurin, kept Lamar. Um, flipped Tyreek and Kittle. Yeah, exactly. So it's not as if Chris's team was actually bad last year. It actually was bad last year, but not because it was actually bad. Right, he made it bad. But then he also right, went out exactly. and got Kurt. He added Kirk and added Amari. Yep. And then he, I mean, he obviously, he added some legit rookies, like... Trey Lance, yeah. Javante Williams, Jalen Waddle. It sucks. We 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 love to shit on Chris because he can take it. But his he I'm gonna say it right now and I'm never gonna say it again. Chris is legit when it comes to fantasy football. He knows what he's doing. Watch out, Jeremy. Watch <laughs> out, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I hate that he's he's good at it. But yeah, yep. so yeah, I have him. I have him going up anywhere between ten to twelve seeds from last year, um, yeah. and then my bit my biggest downfall is Josh's team this year. Yeah, I think with Deshaun Watson and just with natural regression, Julio. Um, I mean Zeke could be back to what Zeke was, um, but I think just natural regression of everyone um, really knocks him off, and then also teams not tanking. A lot of teams tanked. And I yeah. think Josh hit a perfect storm, kind of like what Jeremy's team is going to hit this year. So um, I think his team falls at least five spots. So last time he was, he was at, he was in second. I think he could fall all the way down as far as, I mean, obviously I don't think, I don't think he's going to make the playoffs. Um, but yeah, he could, I mean, going from championship to toilet bowl is kind of, crappy but i think that's kind of where he lands ah. just because of just because of some unfortunateness and also just regression i agree um i think the biggest jump up eli was the last playoff team uh last year and i have i have eli winning the league this year so that would be a one two three four uh a four spot jump um i don't think chris's team takes that huge like massive leap that you're talking about going into the third like going into third place from second to last but i do think chris is is absolutely 
uh, vying for the playoffs from the second second to last spot um, last year uh, going into this year. I think Eli wins it, and I think I'm I'm with you on Josh. I think his team is um, not going to be able to duplicate what it did last year. Not only not only is Deshaun Watson not going to play football this year, um, but I don't love the the outlook this year of like you said a Julio Jones. I think Darren Waller is about as safe a player on his roster as you can get. Um, and as a top three tight end, you love having that. But I don't know if I'm in love with DK for this entire year. And there's literally for me no reason to assume that DK is not going to be elite. But I don't know. It's Logan I, Thomas. Is he le- is he legit out in Washington? I'm not quite sure. Who's going to throw Brandon Cooks the football? I have no idea. Um, and then his bench is, is not great. He's got Darius Slayton, Valdez Scantling for Green Bay, Deshaun Jackson for the Rams, who he'll play like two games. Um, Devontae Booker, Le'Veon Bell, who's not even on a roster, and then Taysom Hill, who's not going to be starting for the Saints. I, I don't know. I, I think Josh's team takes the biggest drop-off of any, um, just because I don't think Jonathan's team got worse. I don't think... Well, and um, just because he they, took second in the championship. Right. And that's that's only that's the that's only the reasons because he had such a great team last year. Um yeah, that's that's the reason for me saying that Josh is gonna take the the biggest fall. And I do agree with you. I think he's out of the playoffs this year. Yeah, and kinda like piggybacking off what what you had mentioned. I mean, I think we both agree that we love DK as like as the player. He's got some insane athletic abilities. Um, oh, it's stupid. But teams, we saw it. They started to figure out that offense, and you slowly watch DK's numbers slow down towards the end of the year. Um, Like, just for example, I'll give you first five weeks, and I'll give you the last five weeks, and you have to guess guess which is which. 19.5, 19.2, I mean, I know that the first numbers are the first half and the second numbers are the second half. <laughs> I mean, so you could tell. I mean, obviously he still had an 18-point game in there, but he also had a 5-point and a 9-point. And those were, yeah. in the, those were in the championships. And like we said, Julio didn't even play in the championships, and he traded for Julio too. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, they're players that we love, but they just aren't performing. Yeah, Julio didn't play after week 13 of last year. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's just crazy. Um, And yeah, none of his play, like even, I mean, yeah, I don't want to sit here and shit on his team, but... um, that's not what this is. <laughs> We're just saying that we think that he's going to regress the most. But, uh, yeah, so then going from there, we said that Josh will make the playoffs. That brings us to the toilet bowl. So it's a little bit different this year. Last year we had a no man's land for seeds seven and eight. They didn't get to participate in the playoffs. They didn't get to participate in the toilet bowl. This year... Because our commission ended up in no man's land, 
he decided <laughs> that no man's land wasn't going to be a thing anymore because it wasn't any fun for him. Um, he was he was a little butthurt about it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll have eight teams in the toilet bowl this year. Um, I'm I'm assuming that that means there's going to be no bye weeks. Last year there was a bye week for the top two seeds in the toilet bowl. I see that because there's eight, there won't be a bye week, um, and they'll just go right into it. Um, for the champion, I do have you winning that. So I have you missing the playoffs and winning the toilet bowl. What do you, what do you think? You're an ass. Hey, I do. I I'll tell you, I like your team. You even said it yourself that I love your team more than you do. Um, this is true, but that's, that's mean. (laughs) It's not mean, dude. I have put me in the playoffs, man. I just don't think that your team is quite there yet. I think you have great things and what what do you have next year? Do you have a first? No, you don't have any picks next year, do you? So I have now, a fifth round pick next year. <laughs> uh, so now you have a one one fifteen two point oh two point one, however we want to rank it. Now you have a pick, and to be honest, I know it kind of messes with integrity, but I think that if you're going to be on the 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 edge of making the playoffs with do I have enough to beat Jeremy and beat an Eli? Eli. You're going to have to knock off top teams twice. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's like, Oh shoot. I only have a fifth round pick next year. Do I just lose (laughs) these last couple games to get into the toilet bowl? You know? Um, but again, that's just, but then, okay. But, but then, granted, last year I wasn't going to make the playoffs, but I still wanted to win the toilet bowl. Didn't I lost to Chris? And so this year, if like if that's the same thing, where all of a sudden a team, a team like a talent talent wise like you or, um, let's say Jonathan's team stumbles out of the gate and he's not gonna he's not gonna make the playoffs and he tanks. Right or somebody, somebody that has a, a roster at the, at a similar level um, as mine, let's say, and Jonathan doesn't have any picks next year either. If I if I remember correctly, or has like a third or a fourth, mm-hmm. he traded all his first for Dak. Um, let's say I get bumped in the toilet bowl, and I don't get one fifteen, and I could have based off of matchups made the playoffs and had a shot at winning a championship like that that for me is where if i have a shot even a small shot of winning or even making the playoffs i want to go for the playoffs because guess what i'd rather win the 800 dollars or whatever it is like i'm not sure what the what the yearly championship i think it's 850 and 150 850 and 150 so it's a thousand bucks Total. Like, let's say, yeah, I don't know. I want to compete. But again, if my team is hot garbage and I need to run the table the last three weeks and I have Patrick Mahomes on a bye week in week 11 or week 12, I'm probably, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I am definitely a fringe playoff team. I'm just going to say you're going to be the toilet bowl champ. Because your team <laughs> is also in the same boat as mine. I know. Me and you are literally same boat. right there holding hands. Um, yep. 
<laughs> we've been in talks about possibly sending some players to each other about trying to improve our teams, but oh man, it's all it's all about what are players that maybe aren't weren't considered even say wide receiver one, wide receiver two last year. Maybe someone from there kind of steps up and maybe hits like even a lower to middle end wide receiver too. Like that could generate enough. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I mean, either one of us could either make the playoffs, sneaking in, or we're gonna you know hit the toilet bowl. Jalen Rager, come on, man, help me. Oh, Van Jefferson. <laughs> we we say those names because uh Kamish traded me Van Jefferson and he traded P Jalen Rager. So we're really hoping that they're both, both of them <laughs> They're both are gonna pop off like you wouldn't believe, Jonathan. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. I don't think yeah, I mean, of the teams that are ob- that are all but locks of not making the playoffs, I think Texas Dan could have a shot at the toilet bowl, absolutely. Yeah, if he then decide, you know, because he could at that point take his guys off his taxi, throw them in his starting lineup, and try and win it if they're if they're balling out. Because guess what? They're coming off your taxi anyway. You could hold them year, there for three, right? Years. Right, but I'm not saying you're not keeping Elijah Moore on your taxi squad. You're not keeping after this year. Like the only reason you're doing it is to free up roster space, and they're going to be good enough, all four of them. I believe to be vying for your starting lineup because no team wants to tank two years in a row. No, I don't think. No, I don't. Unless think you either. are absolute, unless you buy a team and there is a, no one there, there's really no reason for you to like. No one wants to. Ben and is like, I'm contemplating doing it again, but I don't want to have to because it's not very fun. Yeah, I mean, it sucks paying. So uh, you know, our buy-in is 150 bucks. It sucks paying 150 dollars. To watch your team suck for an entire year, <laughs> right, right. So it's it's. Almost I think Texas more, Dan could have a shot at it. Yeah, it's almost more draining trying to lose because it's like you're trying to find players that are going to score as little as possible, and it's it's like this using that much brain power to try and lose is not fun. Well, and especially okay, let's take Texas Dan. He's not in a position where he needs to go quarterback, would he even need to tank to get the first overall pick when it's obviously going to be a quarterback? That's no. the thing is you're going to have quarterback needy teams that are really going to want of like the first two or three picks in the first round. Whereas Texas Dan's like, I got Mac Jones. I got Zach Wilson. I got Carson Wentz. I don't need another quarterback. I'm going to get the fourth, fourth overall pick and get the best position player out there. Yeah, because even like Canute, who has Herbert, he's a, he probably doesn't need to get a quarterback in the first round. You know, maybe no. you could. If I mean, if it's like a stud and you want to pair him, I mean, kind of like what Ben right. did. He had Tua, but he still went out and grabbed Lawrence. Um, but Matt and Texas Dan both need a quarterback. I mean, Wisconsin Dan. Sorry, yes, Wisconsin Dan. Yeah, I think, yeah, that that's fair. Um, I want to go through just my standings, 
standing projections for this year. Who's gonna Who's gonna finish where and and in what spots? So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll go first. Um, let me pull up exactly exactly what we're looking at. I think Jeremy finishes. Jeremy finishes first. I think Eli goes second. I think Sam finishes third. Mark finishes fourth. Chris finishes fifth. I'm putting myself in there. I'm finishing sixth, baby. Give me in the playoffs. I think Jonathan, again, misses out on the playoffs by just one spot. I'm not even sure why. I'm just saying it because I don't think Miles Sanders or Joe Mixon have a great year this year. That's it. I'm calling it. Uh, <laughs> well, I think, okay. yeah, I think it goes, hold on. It goes Jeremy, Jeremy, Eli, Sam, Mark, Chris, me, Jonathan, Josh, Brent. Actually, you finish higher than Josh, Brent, Josh, and then Canute, Texas, Dan, or Canute. Ben. No, I'm butch. I'm butchering this. Here, I'll give you mine. I'll give you mine. My yeah. rundown is Jeremy, Eli, Chris, Sam, Mark, me, Jonathan, Pete, Josh, Ben, Canute, Matt, uh, Texas Dan, and Wisconsin Dan. Where do you have Ben? I have him getting the fifth pick in the draft. So fifth okay. to last. So yeah, the draft order would be Wisconsin Dan, Texas Dan, Matt, Canute, Ben, Josh, Pete, Jonathan, Brent, Mark, Sam, Chris, Eli, Jeremy. Yeah, I like that. I think Ben's team finishes a little bit higher than that. Um just because I think I like Swift, I love Gibson, Tua and Lawrence are both going to be starting all year. I think Landry's a, a high floor wide receiver, and I think Ayuk has a pretty decent year as well. So I don't think Ben finishes nearly as close to the bottom as um, as fifth. I think he's probably more in the what used to be the no man's land territory um, with potential to to have some players really pop off um, if everything if everything breaks right for Ben. Um yeah, I think it's I think it's for me it's Jeremy, Eli, Sam, Mark, Chris, me, Jonathan, you, Josh, Ben, Canute, and then the final four. Um That's Texas literally Dan. exactly where I have been. <laughs> <laughs> really? We have them in the same spot. Yeah. But I mean, I oh. I would right. I would definitely agree with you though that his team does have the potential to possibly end up in somewhere near that no man's land. But the only reason that I really have him I I crapped on his team and then I kind of started to fall in love with moves that he made. And I said that I thought that his team could potentially make the playoffs. 
But with him already have talking about how he had thought about tanking, uh, you know, he kind of toyed with the thought of it. Kind of makes me think that if his team kind of starts to stink, that maybe he just won't like just kind of not care, you know, kind of like what Matt right. did, you know, just, okay, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm not gonna, you know, he's not necessarily trying to win. He'll be one of those later firsts, you know, try win the toilet bowl, yeah. try get an extra first round pick. I kind of think that that's where, that's where he's at. He could fall For anywhere sure. between, anywhere between that seven to seven to 10 range, I think. I mean, that's where that's where my team was last year was, hey, if everything breaks right pre Saquon injury, I could maybe sneak into the playoffs. I had I had Tannehill. I had Saquon and Kamara, Allen Robinson, Robert Woods. I had I had a shell of a of a fairly competitive team. Things broke wrong for me. I decided to kind of shut it down, traded for Mahomes, and was uh, was content with uh, competing in the toilet bowl. So I think Ben is. It has taken a step compared to his roster last year, has made really good moves, and I think is poised to make a, a push for, for some playoff runs um, here in the, in, the, in the next couple of years with the young quarterbacks, young running backs, and uh, um, wide receivers that he's, uh, that he's made and, and that he has on his roster currently. So, yeah, I'd say Ben's probably in that area now that I think about it. Um, fringe, old no man's land, uh, um, but but most likely going to shut it down probably mid-year um, to to see if you can get a shot at that toilet bowl. Definitely. Well, that's all that we got uh, listed here. Um, unless you have anything else that you'd like to go over, Pete. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, yeah, let's just go go over it again. My predictions, league winner, I'm predicting Eli. League loser, Wisconsin Dan. Most victory points, Jeremy. Um, team that makes the biggest jump, I'm going to say it is Eli. Biggest drop-off, I'm saying Josh. Toilet Bowl champ, I'm going to put Brent. And, um, yeah, that's it, at least at, at this point in the in the season. Maybe we'll do a second uh, middle-of-the-year look at our projections and see if uh, if we're trending in the right direction. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely save this and kind of do uh you know, week 6 or 7, you know, by week where we take a look at our projections and see if they're still holding true. Um we're 2 weeks away from football. 2 weeks tomorrow, baby. Wednesday day is almost over by the time you guys listen to this. Oh man. I'm I'm getting more and more excited. Uh, you know, starters are getting named. Teams are teams are changing. The Vikings still haven't scored an offensive touchdown in the preseason. Man, things Ooh. are looking nice. <laughs> Come join the trade embargo if you feel so inclined. Otherwise, have fun ending the league. We'll talk next week. Bye everyone. Bye.